The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host, For the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Uh, In the house today, we have Charlie Robinson. He is the podcast host of a podcast called Macro Aggressions. And um, a long time ago... In a far, in a galaxy far, far away, my one of my podcast booking agencies um, connected me with Charlie, wasn't it, or was it through a friend? I can't even remember now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, you know what? I think it might have been. I think it might have been Ricky over Ricky Verandas over. Probably, at the, it probably at the was Ricky at the Ripple Effect podcast, yeah. which is another great podcast to check out. The Ripple Effect. Anyway, so Charlie was there. Um, he's like, "Hey, man, I want to get you on my show," or I reached out to him. Hell, I can't remember, dude. I think I, I, I have to get some uh, memory pills or something. You've been on my show more than any guest, though. You you have the you're in first place. Awesome. Woo-hoo. So anyway, <laughs> long story short, what ended up happening was I I was I got onto Charlie's show. Which why don't you tell him about your show? And I was kind of like kind of the oddball coming onto your show. But tell you know tell him about your show and what it's all about. Yeah. So my show is called Macroaggressions. It's it's um I'm an author. I've written a couple of books and. Um, uh, everyone kept telling me, you got to do a podcast, you got to do a podcast because I'd been doing so much promotion for my books. I'd been kind of doing the rounds. I decided, well, okay, well, I'll do that. I, I, and I figured out the format. I'll do two episodes a week. One's a monologue. One's an interview where I bring a guest on and we, we get into, um, we get into talking about the problems that we're facing, but we also try to talk about some solutions as well. And I think that's kind of why I wound up in connection with you is that you offer solutions, which is kind of nice. And we need those. And I can complain with the best of them about the things that we're going through. God knows I do. But, but if you don't have some sort of ideas or solutions tied to it, then you just leave people kind of frazzled and angry and you send them off on their way. But, but with you, I know that, you know, as we're, my podcast started March of 2020. So right when everybody started the COVID hysteria and the lockdowns and all of that, and so I was already kind of thinking about health because of that and solutions for this potential problem. And, and one of the things that I recognized was that I, you know, early on and still to this day, I haven't heard the media talk about uh, all the things that you can do to boost your immune system in the absence of this magical vaccine that's coming to save everyone. All they told us to do was just just stay in your house, watch Netflix, order DoorDash, and wait for the vaccine. And I obviously am not interested in, in that strategy, but I liked what you had to say. You were talking about, hey, listen, if you're going to take, you know, if you're going to put yourself in the best position possible to survive this plague that's coming our way, you got to take care of your body. It's very simple. And so to have you come on and explain in easy terms, some simple steps that people can do. Many of them were just free. You weren't selling anything necessarily. They're telling people, you know, these are some of the tips that you need. Um, It just struck me as that was, 
you know, that I needed you to come on and explain the health part of this because nobody in, in, in the media was get, was doing it for real. I mean, you know, we obviously don't trust the mainstream media at all, but even, even the distrusting mainstream media, media didn't even bother to put health experts out there to talk about this stuff. They only, they only sent people out there to scare you. And I didn't, and I'm not interested in, in just scaring you. I'm interested in giving you solutions. So when you came on the show um, and, and chemical free body came on as a sponsor, I knew I had something good here because it's one thing to tell people, you know, what's happening. It's another thing to tell people, well, not tell people, but at least give them options and say, Hey, mm -hmm. look, this is a possibility. You might want to check this out, read about this company, read about chemical free body, see what they're doing. You listen to my interview with Tim. If, if you think it's right for you, pull the trigger on it. And it's, it's, there's no hard sell here. You don't, you don't need to hard sell it. You don't need to, you don't need to, 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 to come up with a sales pitch for this stuff because when you understand it, when you read about it, it sells itself. So that's what, that's kind of how our relationship started. And I get emails every week from people that say, I've been on chemical free body for a while. Love it. Thanks so much. That's it. I just ask people, send me your results. Just, just a quick note to tell me what's going on. And I get those emails all the time. So I'm, I'm grateful to you for coming on, for informing my audience about what is out there, the possibilities, the things that they can do to the simple fixes that they can incorporate into their daily routines that make changes. You got me on the gut and detox de and detox package for 90 days. I did that. I had tremendous results. So um, I'm, it's a win-win for me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I think what was fun for me was like, I, like I told you, you know, cause you're like, yeah, I'd really like to pr promote your, your products and stuff, but I'm like, Hey, look, dude, if you're serious about this, why don't you commit to 90 days, do what I do on a monthly basis, do the total energy and detox bundle. And we, I think at that time we just launched the, the turmeric 100, the, yep. uh, the, um, the anti-inflammatory cellular level deal. And I said, do it all. And in 90 days, if, if it doesn't work for you, because I made a special deal for you, we have a double your money back, get back guarantee on all of our products. But for you, I said, if you do this stuff for 90 days and it doesn't work for you, I'll just refund your money. So he did 90 days worth and, um, end up instead of getting a refund sent me a, a a testimony video about three minutes and we created a landing page for your your clients and then i ended up becoming a sponsor because you had tremendous results so what were you looking for and then you got on the products and then what happened so what i'm looking for is this i i typically um i don't eat enough vegetables okay i just i just don't really like like them all that much you know i know that <laughs> okay. i recognize that i need to make up for where I'm deficient in my, in my diet. And I could eat more vegetables, of course, but, mm -hmm. um, but I, I said, well, okay, if I could supplement my, you know, what I'm missing, my nutritional uh, ingredients here with, with green 85 and this, you know, your pro just, just that product. Uh, that's the only one I was, I'm, I'm speaking of right now. If I could supplement, if I could add that, that would maybe balance out some of my deficiencies in, in the vegetable uh, category. Uh, so I was happy to do that. Do I need to have the gut and, you know, the de detox of my, of, of my insides? Of course I do. And have done that in the past have gone to hydrocolon therapy places and things like that. So I'm interested in this stuff. It's not, this wasn't the first time I've ever done this. I'm relatively healthy. I, I work out, I have worked out since I think my sophomore year in college to this day, I'm five days a week guy, hour of weights, 30 minutes of cardio, five days a week. I do that. So I'm in pretty good shape already, <laughs> or so I thought. And then I incorporated this in 
and I was in the part of that video that you're talking about that I made for, for my clients to showcase your products is, is I, I want part of it. I wanted to do on video because I needed to show people that my pants didn't, my shorts didn't fit anymore. They, right. They, 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 I have to wear belts. In fact, I've got the same shorts on right now that I had on for that video because I can tell because now I have the belt. And, it, you know, I mean, it's, it, I can't. But you know what? Let me do something. I, I hopefully this will work. If not, we'll edit it out. But okay. um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and just play that short video that you did. Okay. And show people. So let me, sure. okay, first time, never done this before. So let me share screen, put it over here. Boom, and then we hit play, and we'll just uh, watch the video. My name is Charlie Robinson. I am the host of the Macroaggressions podcast, and for about a year now, we've had Chemical Free Body as one of the sponsors on our show. Tim James, the owner, has been on the program a couple times to give us the lowdown on improving our physical health and our mental health as well. Last time I spoke to Tim, he said that he wanted to put me on the Total Energy and Detox Bundle. I said, what is that? He said, well, I'll send it to you and you can find out. So what came in the package? Two containers of Green 85. This is a powder that you add to 12 ounces of water or juice, stir it up and drink it in the morning. He also sent Gut Detox and Toxin Detox. These are just capsules. You take three of them a day. Doesn't upset your stomach or anything like that. Doesn't make you feel funky. And also ultra enzymes and probiotics. Same thing. Two capsules, take them every day. And for fun, he threw in turmeric 100, which is a liquid, kind of looks like liquid Cheetos. But since Tim's involved, you know there's not going to be any Cheetos allowed in this thing. So the question is, how do you feel? What are the results after being on this program for 90 days? Well, I tell you what, I'm almost 49 years old, and this is about the best I've ever felt, certainly the best I've ever looked. Um, the fat just burned right off. I mean, to the point where I have shorts, these shirts don't even fit me anymore. So uh, I am exceptionally happy with this. If you are Dude, interested- you have like a 20 year old body right there, just pointing out. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I get so ripped on this stuff. Yeah, your shorts are falling off. Okay, I'll push play. If you are interested in getting involved with this program, go to chemicalfreebody.com. Use the promo code MACRO, save yourself some money. Um, there's ship, free shipping within the continental United States. So take advantage of this. Don't wait any longer to take care of your health. Don't procrastinate or put this off another day. If you want to take advantage of this, do it right now. Don't wait. Take control of your health with chemicalfreebody.com. Use the promo code MACRO. Tim, thank you so much for putting me through this challenge. I really do appreciate it. But buddy, you owe me a new pair of shorts. Thanks, everybody. Take care. There he is, Mr. Mr. Macroaggressions himself. Awesome. I'll be 49 in a month. So, I mean, I'm 5'11", 160 pounds normally. I've been that weight since I was 22. And mm -hmm. I'll be 40. So there's nothing cha that's changed there. Since I took, since I did that program, and, and to be clear, all I wanted to do was improve my health. I'm not looking to lose weight. I, I didn't need to lose weight. I lost 14 pounds. I went from 160 to 146. I, I you know, I, I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't looking for it. And I know that you don't necessarily advertise this as, hey, this is a great weight loss thing. And I'm not, and look, some results may vary, of course, and all the disclaimers and everything. I'm just saying what it did to me. What it did yeah. to me 
the, and the only thing I changed was adding this. I mean, yes, I was going to the gym, but I'd always been going to the gym. If it's, if, if 14 pounds was going to drop off of me, it would have dropped off of me over the last 20 years, you know, yeah. because I wasn't doing anything differently. I added this, kept doing what I was doing. And man, I'll tell you what, talk about, if you want to talk about improving your body and improving your health and having that only take five minutes to do is kind of remarkable because that's really what it boils down to. When I wake up in the morning, I go upstairs, I get a glass of water, I add a scoop of green 85, I stir it up, I slam it down. I take the pills or I took the pills when I had them. I don't, I'm not on that. We'll get you back on those. Okay. But at the time <laughs> I took the pills and that's it. And then yep. I went about and did my daily routine. Like I always did. Mm -hmm. That was the only thing that changed. And so for that to, you know, that that's noticeable. That's really noticeable. Like, like I got to get new shorts or I need to invest in belts type of thing. And that, so, so I appreciate that, but, but, but more so than the weight loss is that I just feel better. And that's hard to, that's hard to quantify like the way you can pounds, you know, how you mm -hmm. feel better is hard to put a number on, but I feel better. And for whatever that's worth, it's worth something to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm back on it. I bought green 85, <clears> sent it to my mom in Vegas. <laughs> She's on it now. I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling people about it because I care about them and I want them to be around longer. You know, I'm telling my friends and family about this. I, I, I want you to be here longer. I believe that this will help you be, be here longer and make your time uh, better while you're here. So, so it, you know, I, I, I have to confess though, Tim, and I think you know this as, as well, when it comes to the vitamin supplement world, you never really know what you're going to get, right? You know, you, you, you hope it's going to work. You think it's going to work. It's got great packaging, you, you know, but in the end, you never really know. So I'd, I'd say that, you know, my expectations for this were reasonable. I wasn't expecting miracles. I was, I was saying, well, there's a possibility it could, could not be as good as it is advertised. It's better. It's, it's, you, you undersold it. Mm. You know, you downplayed it, I think. And, and, and I, uh, and I don't have to downplay it or undersell it anymore. I'm just going to tell people what it did to me. And if it did it to me, it could do it to them. And, uh, you know, I mean, I hate to sound <clears throat> like, well, I, I, it's not even a sales. It's not a sales pitch. It's just, it's just an acknowledgement of reality. And well, you, you have what you, you, you have what's stuff, yeah, you have right. what's called first-person experience now. That's what's yep. important. Like I told you, I don't want you to tell anybody about this stuff until you've used it yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you can't. Like, how can you tell somebody about something you have not experienced yourself? You can't go off of what other people say. What, you know, yeah. I mean, you kind of can, depending on your level of trust and, and the, the, the history that they've given you in the past and what they've said. But the reality is, is you don't really know until you've experienced it yourself, especially when it comes to the supplements and detox products. Right. So we had, the, I had this guy right here. This is a health history that came in. Just can't see it, but don't need to. Um, today, this guy's 28 years old um, in sales. And he's concerned about his gut health. His, he's got terrible energy. And he's also concerned about long-term overall health and prevention. And um, he actually came from macroaggressions. So he heard, he said, I heard you on a recent podcast. And then I said, wow, this made a lot of sense to me. And he said he went back and listened to all the episodes that we had together and then decided to uh, uh, order some products. And um, 
He a decided, lot of people are doing that. A lot of yeah. people, you know, because we're what we're doing is right now. I just did an episode a couple of weeks ago called "Getting Yourself Ready," and it was talking about prepping. It was talking about you know just taking advantage of this downtime that we've got right now to do the things that you want to do to you know to kind of get ahead of the curve in the event of supply chain disruptions or COVID lockdowns again or whatever, all this stuff. So I was talking about getting yourself prepared, and part of what I was saying about getting getting yourself prepared is, is, is like tangible things like, you know, get, get your house in order and everything like that, but also get your body in order, get, you know, plan to take care of yourself. That's going to be the most important thing. If you, if your physical health is, is deteriorating, obviously you're going to be in line for whatever's out there. And if your mental health, which is obviously connected to your physical health, if that's deteriorating, you're going to be in a bad situation. So take care of yourself first, you know, like in those, when you're on a plane and it's like, put your oxygen mask on first in the safety card, then put it on your child next mm -hmm. to you. Take care of your body first, take care of that first. And once you've taken care of your body, you're going to be in a better position to take care of all the other things that are out there. So I, yeah. I think it's, I, I've said that message to my listeners. I feel confident uh, and very comfortable sending them over to you because I know you'll take good care of them. And look, I, I just, the, 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 the results don't lie. I can't, yeah, I guess I could have gone out and bought an extra a pair of pants that were too big and, and made this like a gimmick, but don't give me that much credit. You know, I, I this is just, um, you're too busy. <laughs> I'm too, I'm too busy. I'm not that Machiavellian to, to think of that, think of something like that, but, but you know, you, if you are, I mean, you know, this firsthand, but if you're, if you are feeling bad physically, nothing else matters, man. Like the, the, what the war in Afghanistan, the war None of that matters if you feel bad. If you feel bad, that's the only thing you're focusing on. You're just, you're, you just can't, you can't get away from it. And then there's guilt associated with, oh, I feel bad because I'm eating bad and I'm doing all these bad things. Yeah, dummy, stop doing that. Wake up. Well, but this, you know, this is controllable. There's so many things. I feel like there's so many things out there in the world that are out of our control, right? You know, mm -hmm. external forces, things that we just have to kind of bob and weave and deal with. But your health. It's 100% inside. It's 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 in your control. Like if it's if your health is failing, that's because of you. Sorry, but that's because of you. But don't worry. It's a you know you're not at the finish line yet. You can change it. You can turn it around. And when you start to get those results, you'll get. It'll be like a cascading effect where once mm -hmm. you get results, you'll want even more, and you'll try even harder, and it just comes faster and faster and faster. So and easier. Yeah. So perfect example is this, this kid that I talked to this morning, he's 28 years old. Um, you know, he wants to lose 15 pounds, gut health, energy levels are in the tank. Um, and he's into long-term overall health. So the first thing I look at was his sleep. His sleep was poor. Um, he's getting eight hours, but he's waking up exhausted and he wakes up a lot in the middle of the night and it wasn't to pee, but he I have a busy mind. And he said, he thinks it's poor diet and anxiety. So I mean, you think about this, like some people are like, oh yeah, I will sleep. They don't really think much about it. Yeah, I sleep, I wake up, I pee a couple of times, or I just, not, I'm, I wake up a little tired. Yeah, so what? I'm busy. Well, think about it. Like what you breathe, what you, what you drink, your water, your liquids, the food you eat, the movement or exercise, your sleep, sunshine. These are all like major things, right? So if your sleep is not good, that's like breathing dirty air and dirty, dirty water every day. No different. 
So think about that. Would you want to breathe dirty air? You want your children to breathe dirty air? No. Well, how's your sleeping conditions? What's the quality of your mattress? Do you are you within three foot of a light socket where your head is? Well, you're getting zapped with ELFs. Do you crack your windows at night? Do you have air purification to help you sleep? Do you have the temperature down lower so you can improve your sleep? So there's all these things that people aren't really thinking about. So if your sleep's poor and you're freaking 28 years old, what do you think is what do you think his health's going to be like when he's 38, 48, 58? It's just going to keep going down, down, down. Then they go into the medical model, and average 80 year old is on 13 pharmaceutical drugs. And they've not, I guarantee you, they've never done testing on what the combination of 13 drugs is doing to you. So here's another thing he had: eyes, nose, and throat, seasonal allergies, right? So this is a guy who's an athlete in the past. Um, he's a salesperson. He's a type. And then you look at what he eats, bagel, eggs and meat, Wendy's, Panera, leftovers, chicken, pasta, burgers, candy, ice cream, chips, water, coffee, tea, Gatorade, zero. Okay, those are the inputs, right? Those are the inputs. And what Charlie was saying earlier was a good point. It was like, we don't tell, you know, we, we can help you with a diet. Like, and, and we'll help you with that. Like, we'll help you make, you know, new recipes, all this stuff. But before we even get to that, we have to get to the sub-basement stuff, the, the foundation, drinking adequate amounts of purified restructured water, right? Chewing your food until liquefied, avoiding liquids with meals, right? Um, doing the breath work before you eat and doing breath work when you're stressed. These are the foundational things that, that we teach people to get set up um, so they can set up a good foundation for, for the other stuff. And then like you said, then we put them on our products and it takes like literally two to, depending on what you're taking, it's two to five minutes a day. So there's really no, we make it so simple. You got to meet people where they're at. They're busy, right? Yeah. So we, we stick our foot in the door with drinking water, chewing your food, avoiding liquids, the breath work and the products. That's like the easy stuff that people can wrap their head around. They can fit into their daily life then they start feeling better and then they have more energy and then they want more. Like you said, it's a cascade effect. Then they're like, Hey, I want to, I want, I want to improve my food choices. Okay. All of a sudden, yeah, sleep is really important to me. And I actually am sleeping a little bit better, Tim. My, my gas and bloating is going away. I'm, um, I'm feeling less stressed. And maybe if we're, if we're fortunate enough to get them to start doing some breath work every day to start meditating, my God, we can start eliminating those stress levels. I just um, did another interview with Dr. Elizabeth Plords today. She's a um, a scientist and a researcher. And when you get a hysterectomy, it messes up everything. I don't know if you knew this, but there's these ovarian receptors, ovarian hormone receptors in every tissue of the, of the, of the, of, of our bodies. Now our bodies, men, we will actually take testosterone and convert it to the estrogen for what we need. So when you remove the, um, you do a hysterectomy, you remove all that stuff in there ovaries and um, uterus, you basically, all these receptors are not getting what they want, right? So what that means is, is that our whole body is an interconnected system. And by removing a part of it, you know, you're really jacking things up. So anyway, I'm getting off topic here, but the whole point is, is like what, what Charlie said, I just want to wrap up and we're going to go ahead and skip commercial because I played your video. So that was like pretty much a commercial. It was a good one. And as a real one, which I like. So we'll just skip that. We'll, we'll only have one commercial. Um, but um, anyway, man, I'm just, I'm really excited because you had really good results and, you know, your clients now are getting results on our program. And 
I just thought it would be cool. I'm going to start inviting some more people on that have had really good results. And um, so why don't we switch gears now and let's talk about, let's talk about public health. Yeah. So I'll, you know, I'll let you start. Cause I've been talking here for a while. Go ahead. Well, I mean, the, look, we're, we're in the middle of, uh, we're in the middle of, of a, of a pandemic, right? That, that, I mean, the media tells us, tells us that. And, and, and my frustration that I had with this, when, when the, the media is talking to the general public and they're saying, look what, you know, the vaccine's coming, everybody hang tight, but they never told us to eat healthy, get out in the sun, exercise, drink water, meditate, do all these things. They, they never said, look, in the absence of this magical vaccine that's going to save everybody, what you should probably be doing to boost your immunity are these things. If you do those things in the meantime, you're going to give yourself the best opportunity. They never said that once. I never heard that at all. All I heard was stay home. So you can't trust, you can't rely on the media to give you information about how to take care of your health. They're not interested in that. They're financed by the pharmaceutical companies. 60% of the ad revenue for the media comes from big pharma, at least in the United States. And then the pharmaceutical industry wants you to buy their pills because they're in the business of, of making products and selling them. They're not in the business of making you healthy. They're in the business of keeping you alive and a little sick so that you become a repeat customer forever. So it's important for people to, to remember that the media is not your friend and that the media is, is involved in a business as well as creating narratives. And sometimes those narratives are not anchored in the truth. <laughs> you know, they're, not, they're not really looking out for your best interest because the media sells one thing. They sell fear. They want you to be fearful. They don't want you to really be hopeful. Maybe, yeah, maybe they'll end the, the nightly news with the fireman got the cat out of the tree sort of thing. But for the most part, what they want to do is keep you scared. And keeping you scared is really bad for your mental uh, well-being. And, your, and if it's bad for your mental well-being, eventually it, it manifests in your phys physical well-being. So all these things are connected as, as everybody sort of is figuring out. And it's important for us to you know, not look to those sources for the answers, because I don't think that the answers they give are going to solve anything. So it's, it's very, it's important for us, you know, to not just follow the herd when it comes to public health, as you're talking about. And because just look at the public, just look at the general, go to Walmart, look at the general public, and then you decide yeah, whether or not you think before, you before COVID let's, right. let's, let's break this down a little bit, because one thing that's, I think really important for people to understand, because you were saying like, the, the news and the media is like not your friend. They're, they're in it for ratings and money. The, for the local news, the smaller news places, you know, there's local people there, but we have to understand that they are reading off of teleprompters. Okay, they are, in, and where does that information come from? So it's not really they, the local news people that specifically believe in this stuff. I mean, I think a lot of them through repetition, indoctrination, maybe they've, they've just believed the narrative, but some of them are just doing this for a paycheck, right? Yeah. They, 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 I've talked to a few of them. They don't even believe in what they're saying, but they just keep doing it, which is really um, odd to me with morals. But yeah. anyway, so where does the information come from? So can you speak on the Associated Press and Reuters and, 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 the, and the Rothschilds and exactly all that? Can you break that down for people? I was just, just going to go there because that's where it comes from. Um, and, then, and explain the tree and how it trickles down. So they're yeah, so all Reuter in concert. Reuters was owned by the Rothschilds for uh, forever. I think they recently sold it, but I think they sold it to somebody in there. And what is Reuters? 
Reuters is a, a news aggregation company. They basically take the news and then they syndicate it out to uh, all of the TV stations and newspapers and magazines beneath them. You would be, if you were uh, Time Magazine or you were Los Angeles Times or uh, wherever, you would have a relationship. CNN, Fox News, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You'd have a relationship with Reuters. And you would pull. So if you're reading your newspaper or something, you'll you'll see or or on, online, you'll see it coming down like off of the wire. When they say like off of the wire services, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about Reuters and Associated Press, and we know these names. And there's another agency out of France that's the third leg of this stool, and they are they're the gatekeepers of information. It's funny you mention this too, because I'm just about to I'm gonna uh, do an episode about this uh, in about 10 days. I've got it on my schedule to do it. So I'm just starting to dig in into all the details of this. But but the but the the flow of information starts with these mega corporations, these Reuters Associated Press here in the US. And then from that, it goes out everywhere. So the thing about it is that when you're when a story comes out and you you read it in one, uh, you re let's say you hear it on CNN and you go, that sounds a little weird. Then you go to Los Angeles Times to read up on it and they're saying the same thing. And then you go to a third place and you see, and they're saying the same thing. You go, well, it must be the truth then. They're all reporting the same thing. Not necessarily. They're all getting their, their, that story from one place and that's Associated Press or Reuters. And so it gives the appearance that hundreds of journalists throughout the country uh, or, or the world have independently looked into this and they've all come up with the same take on this event. It, 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 it gives you confirmation uh, of it, like a confirmation bias, because you see everybody out there saying the same thing. So it's basically like the Associated Press is like a person sitting there writing little paper notes attaching them to homing pigeons and the pigeons all fly off in different directions with yep. the message. And that's how it's just, they're dispersing the information through those channels yep. and whatever they say is whatever we are going to digest on the TV in print and radio. And it's, it's that repetition. You hear it everywhere. And it's like, well, I, it's over here. It's over there. It's over there. It must be true, right? It must be true. Now, one thing that's really important to point out is there used to be over 350 independent news organizations now it's like six, right? So there's what there is, it's called centralization. So this yeah. is part of what like the global, the elites, what they want to do is they want everything centralized so they can control it. Yeah. What we want for truth, freedom, and health is we want to decentralize everything, right? Everything right. you handle yourself on a personal level. And if you take care of yourself and your health, then obviously then your family will be healthy and your community will be healthy, right? Right. That's the approach, not just like, well, we're... We're, we're, we're just going to, we're going to take care of your health on the federal level and we're going to tell you what to do. Right. And where's that coming from? So can you explain like how important that is to understand that the news used to be independent. There was over 300 organizations and through that consolidation process, these companies have sucked it all up and they're literally controlling the flow of information. Yeah. Think of it like this. If you have 50 reporters that are out there covering one story, you're going to get 50 different versions of it. And that's how it was in the eighties. There were 50 major media companies inside the United States. When Bill Clinton deregulated 
that the telecom industry or, or the 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 news industry it what it wound up doing is creating these conglomerates where where one company would buy the other company and then they'd buy another company and then the, and the next thing you know they were behemoths you know like just massive companies that controlled the information now instead of there being 50 of these in the United States in the 80s now there's six so the decision making pro you know you only have to control six decision makers if you want them to say the same thing. And of course, all of these guys, all the people that are running these mega organizations are members of the Council on Foreign Relations. They're members of Bilderberg, uh, Davos, which is the World Economic Forum, Trilateral Commission, you know, you name it. They're, they're, so they're part of a much bigger agenda. And those think tanks out there like Council for Foreign Relations, they are setting the narratives as well. So what they'll they'll have their meetings and they'll say this is you know for the coming year we're really going to focus on climate change and then that next year all the media starts talking about climate change. Is it because they just all came up with the same idea on their own? No, because they're told what to do. They're told what the agenda is. It's set year sometimes years in advance on certain topics, and then these news organizations then take that step. Then they take that their marching orders and go and put them in into place. But if you had had 50 corporations now, you would you would still have the chance that a couple of them would say something very different than the official narrative. They'd be saying, no, 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 we see it differently. We see this. And they don't want that. They want consistency in the message and they want control. So in order to do that, how do you do that? Consolidate it down into smaller, you know, to bigger companies, but fewer of them and then just control the decision makers there, make sure everybody's sitting on each other's boards of directors so that they're all buddies, and then you can control the flow that way. So if you don't want information to come out about ivermectin and hydrochloroquine and all that stuff, you don't have to control 50 people, you only have to control six, and that's easier to do. Man, and then, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that there's some, there used to be a lot of integrity in journalism, right? There and used then- to be. And then, and then, you know, some of these people, but people are like, well, I, I watched the news. I watched the news my whole life, you know, especially folks that are a little older, you know, mm-hmm. my generation and older people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, they look at like the news is like, it's like going to a doctor. It's like, it's God, whatever it says. Yeah. I'm like, well, they tell me the weather and that's right. And they tell me the happy little stories and the puppies. And the rest of the time, it's like your neighbor got killed. A bus blew up. They're blowing people, you know, it's, murder 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 fear 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 because why do they do that because it's ratings and 60 percent like you said their sponsors are pharmaceutical companies if it bleeds it leads that's the that's the old news headline or the old news slogan yeah the scenes so if somebody speaks out against this and you're working for the organizations you get canned so eventually they have you have a bunch of uh lemmings just sitting there just reading off of teleprompters like with no conscious thought about anything they're just it comes across the wire and then blah, 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 out, out it comes. And, and, and you've seen some of these collages on YouTube or, or, or bright, you know, places where people are posting these videos where they take a local news person and they're saying something and they put another one side by side in another area and then another one in Texas and another local news in Cincinnati. And then before too long, there's nine on the screen and they're all saying the exact same thing, like in concert. And then it goes to the next. And then all of a sudden there's 27 people on the screen and then a hundred and they're, it's, it's almost like they're, they're literally all saying the exact same thing. Yes. How is that possible? The wire. It comes down the Associated Press. They read off a teleprompter. Yep. That's the only way that that's statistically, mathematically possible. 
it yeah it goes from the Associated Press to Sinclair Media. Sinclair Media runs 200 local stations. From Sinclair Media, it then goes out to all the 200 stations, and that's why you get them. If if someone wants to search that video, just look up Sinclair Sinclair Media 200 stations, all saying the same thing or whatever. It'll pop up. You'll you'll find that that video there. But that's why. Uh, they were all saying the same thing in like a public service announcement where they were saying, you know, the rise of fake news is dangerous for all of us. But if you take that out and just look at it on a, you know, maybe like what the federal reserve announced today, you could find the same thing. You could do the same thing where you could go to Portland and find, hear a guy in, you know, in the nightly news, reading that word for word and find a guy in Nebraska reading the same article word for word. What an easy job. To that, be a, to, that video is happening every single day. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. not like some isolated incident where it was no. like one topic we're doing. It's every single day in this country, the newspapers, the news outlets, the local news, the, the major news networks, the radio shows, they are all saying the exactly the same thing in concert. Yeah. And when you say exactly the same thing, you're not being like sarcastic. It is a script that they are supposed to read word for word. And that's what they do. So those guys, you know, the, look, if if Anderson Cooper wakes up tomorrow morning and has a Jerry Maguire type moment where he decides he's going to just throw it all away and he's going to speak the truth and he's going to he's going to do the big manifesto. He's going to go on air tonight, you know, tomorrow night on CNN, and he's going to tell everybody about the dangers of vaccines and that you need to be very careful with these things. The president of Pfizer would be in Jeff Zucker's office the next morning, threatening to pull a billion dollars worth of advertising. So it's never going to happen. And if Anderson Cooper ever did that, they'd fire him and there'd be a hundred guys in line waiting to take his spot. Because when you make six, seven, eight million dollars a year to read off of a teleprompter, you kind of want to keep that going, you know, for as long as possible, unless you have integrity or a soul, uh, in which case you'll be hating yourself. It'll be, you know, blood money or whatever. But, but for, for empathy deficient psychopaths like Anderson Cooper, who don't have a problem with this, they're just going to read, they're just going to read what's told to them, and they're going to pretend that they're interested. And they're going to say, do you think, Tim, do you think we should invade Syria tomorrow, next week, or, or the week after that? You know, and, and like, you're like, uh, maybe never, like, how about never? And so they create these scenarios where they, they, they create the narrative and then they create the, the acceptable possibility, the acceptable terminology in which you're, you're allowed to talk about it. Anything outside of that is totally suppressed. Anybody that wants to get out of those established talking points will find themselves out of work. So you learn to navigate that. And, and, and it's not so much that everybody in media are horrible people. It's that they learn that if they want to keep their job, there's certain things they can't say. And there's certain things that they have to say. And if you're willing, if you accept that as your, as sort of the way that the job is, you can thrive in, in mainstream media and, and make a, a real, a, a whole lot of money. But be careful about that because you will have sold your soul along the way and you will be forced to push the empire's narrative out with a straight face and with a big smile and convince people that everything's fine or everything's horrible or whatever, whatever, however they want you to feel. 
you'll be working for some very devious people that are in charge of that narrative. And so I, I just have no respect for the mainstream media at all. I don't, uh, I understand what's going on with the employees. I understand that they get put in these weird situations, but, but still I have no respect for them for putting themselves in those situations. So I think it's important for people if they want to get a real good idea of what's happening in the world for real, not what they're being told by the government or the media, turn off your nightly news, just do it and get, get yourself. I know it's tough. You mentioned like our, you know, like our generation and above, they were loyal. They were loyal to, you know, Walter Cronkite's my guy or Tom Brokaw's my guy. I like that. You know, I like the news from Peter Jennings. I watch ABC every, you know, you get kind of comfortable with these personalities and you think that you know them and you think that they're telling you the truth and you think they're going to be honest with you. You don't know them. They don't yeah. owe you anything. They don't like you. They're lying to you. They're pathological yeah. liars. They're being told. To, so get just, it's easy. Just get rid of that. Just move that out of your way. It's, it's, it's junk food for your brain. Just get WWF wrestling. Yeah, it is. It is. Except that the consequences of it, unfortunately, with the mainstream media are, are very, very real, very dangerous too, you know? So, so we have to be better about recognizing fake news when we see it. And, and, you know, we can all kind of like laugh or whatever about Donald Trump and, and, you know, Hey, some people love him. Some people hate him. I'll tell you one thing that he was absolutely correct on when he called CNN fake news, he was right. They are fake news. That is make believe news. And it is, it is there to create a world in which they want you to live in. And, and I would suggest that it's very easy to, to remove yourself from that world, turn your television off. Well, let's do this, Charlie. What I want to do before I take, I'm going to take a break here in a minute, but before we do, when we, um, when we come back, I want to talk about the not so obvious establishment, but right now, I think it's really important to understand this because some people, somebody might be listening to this and be going, I, I, I believe the news. Like, you know, why would they, why would they do this? Well, let me just give an example. Um, then you guys can go research this, um, over in China, you know, they've, it's been, it's been a communist country for a long time. The, the, the citizens, the working class people over in China are slaves. They have been suffering tremendously. There was a movement in the early nineties called Falun Gong. Are you familiar with this? I am. Okay, great. So what this was is, um, I can't remember the dude's name, but developed like a, 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 a lifestyle, a, a type of a yoga practice where you don't drink alcohol, you don't do drugs, you eat healthy food, and you do like these yoga type Tai Chi exercises. Well, when it just took off by storm and there was like thousands and thousands of people out in these big courtyards doing this Falun Gong movements and stuff. So they ended up becoming Falun Gong instructors, just like yoga instructors, and they were teaching people. And it went, it was like, a lot of people, like a hundred million, hundred over a hundred million people were practicing this daily, and the movement was growing very rapidly. Well, the the dictator at the time, the the communist leader, uh, got freaked out about it because a lot of his high up officials actually were starting to do this too, and he didn't like that because he liked that you know they want to be in power, they like power, profits, and control, and any grassroots thing. These these people were just trying to be healthy and happy. They didn't like that, so. The, the Chinese dictator used the media and started branding this movement as a bad thing, like a terrible thing, very, very bad. And these people are doing bad things to our country and stuff like that. And then it's 24 seven. 
Falun Gong bad, Falun Gong bad. And eventually, you know, they started brainwashing a lot of people that way. Well, they're so diabolical that they literally, and this is fact, they started arresting the instructors and putting them in jail and selling their organs off. Now, organ harvesting has been going on in China for a long time. It's, uh, it's, It's sickening. It's disgusting. And this is one of the reasons I think that we should raise our consciousness, move beyond left and right, beyond black and white, and working people uniting over in this country so we can win back our freedom, win back truth and health, and then set an example and start empowering these other working class people in these other nations to rise up together all at once and and take back their countries too. I mean, so imagine you're doing yoga and all of a sudden a bunch of police come in and they take your yoga instructor and they go uh, throw her in in a jail or throw him in a jail and then all of a sudden, we've got a match. I mean, I dude, I've listened to the Chinese doctors over there that are working on these things. They like the little sound bites where they they're actually talking to potential clients to buy the organs. Oh yes, good healthy organs, very good. No smoke, no drink, eat healthy food, very good. Like this is right out of their mouth. And then they then they basically harvest the organs and sell them. And then they'll keep these people on life support until they hopefully can sell something else off. It's like literally like butchering people. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's unbelievable. But think about it. A tyrannical government is doing that to the people. Now, over here in America, people are like, well, our government would never do that. They're not that bad. Our government has now this is something that people write down system scientists. What is a system scientist? A system scientist is somebody that understands systems like at an engineering level, like they study it. They understand how it works. They understand how you work, how your emotions work, buying habits, patterns, emotions, trigger points. They understand all this stuff. And they're able, these system scientists, there's only about 5,000 of these people in the world. Uh, Dr. Shiva Ayadure is one of them on the good side. You know, so if you're looking at Jedi Knights, you've got, you know, you've got Yoda, Dr. Shiva, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, Charlie Robinson, myself, other people were, you know, at some level, I'm like a patty one or whatever. And then, um, I, cause I'm studying system science now. And you know what? My goal is to get a PhD in system science. I want to learn this stuff because it applies to everything. On the other side, you've got, you know, the Sith Lords, you know, Darth Vader, these types of people, right? And these system scientists are hired and they're paid very well to develop these elaborate schemes, right? And people are like, oh, that's conspiracy theory. Well, no, it's not. We actually, have their playbooks okay written at the harvard institute at the Beltford center we have them our government is using is laundering uh censorship through big tech yeah so it's not big tech that's censoring it's our own government laundering censorship through big tech we have the documents we have a lady who admitted in court in federal court one of our two lawsuits in the truth freedom and health movement said yeah twitter we got a back channel to to uh, to the secretary of states so all of your elected, uh, actually the Secretary of State's um, election officials and the National Association of State Election Directors, which is a whole entity that was not elected, have a back channel to Twitter. It's called a trusted Twitter partnership. And if you speak out against them like Dr. Shiva did, they took his account down and they'll take your account down too. And they silenced him. There's a whole manual for this on level of threat. Are you at a high level? Are you medium? Are you low? And depending on what level of threat will, will be the level of monitoring and censorship from, from your account. So it's our own government. And in, in implicated in that is the media, like the, the mm-hmm. television, the news organizations, and, and other organizations, uh, other uh, social media organizations, right? 
So it's a trickle down effect. So why won't this get reported? Because the people that are reporting the news are implicated in the lawsuit. Right. They're in the manuals. Okay. This is what's called system science it is a system approach. It's basically a standard operating procedure on how we are going to take away our first amendment. And what people have to realize today is we don't have a first amendment anymore. It's freaking gone. We don't have it. And forever, all these other people in these other countries used to, you know, leave everything, drop everything, put everything in a suitcase and just come to America because they knew if they got there, we had, we had two things that no other country had. We had the first amendment. We had the second amendment. And this is literally a place where you could come over here, work your ass off, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and make anything that you wanted out of yourself, depending on how much you wanted to invest in yourself, period. And it's the, and people are, are still, they're, they're not fighting to get into Poland. Okay. No. Right. There were people have been fighting for years to come to America, but we've lost that now. So what we have with system science is the illusion of freedom. We have the illusion of medicine. We have the illusion of good food, health and clean water and stuff like that. I mean, all you have to do, I, dude, this guy right here that I just talked to today, he's from Flint, Michigan. Oh yeah. Anybody ever heard of that? got some water problems. Well, Flint, Michigan is not just some isolated place in the United States where we got water issues. We have water issues everywhere. It just happens that that made the papers because it was really bad. But there's some places, Charlie, where one gallon of uh, water has up to a half a tablet of pharmaceutical drugs in it. Some places that you can turn on the faucet and light the water on fire and it burns. Yeah. And ch children are drinking this shit, right? So I just wanted to talk about that because we were talking about the media and we have to understand that governments are using the media to program us. That's what they call it, television programming. I mean, they just tell us. My dad was like, "What's on? What program are we gonna watch tonight?" Right. Like, we're gonna program you. That's what it's for. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. That's programming, right? Well, be, before we go to your com your your commercial break, and since you were mentioning the illusion of freedom, I think it's worth bringing up this quote. I did a I did an episode called "The Illusion of Freedom," and it and it's it's based off of Frank Zappa, and this is what Frank Zappa said. The illusion of freedom will continue as long as it's profitable to continue the illusion. At the point where the illusion becomes too expensive to maintain, they will just take down the scenery, they will pull back the curtains, they will move back the tables and chairs out of the way, and you will see the brick wall at the back of the theater. Yeah, absolutely. Good point, man. Thank you, Frank Zappa. So yeah. we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I want to get into the not so obvious establishment and what that is and why it's important to realize that. And once we, for those of you listening, once you understand what the not so obvious establishment is and we get enough people that do, it's over. We will get our freedoms back. We'll be right back. Humans only use 10% of the brain, and that can't change no matter how much we try. But you don't need to limit your body to the same standards. Bring your cells to 100% with Green 85 Juice Formula. Replace 85% of nutrients your body needs to function to the next level. Our chemical-free juice formula is 100% organic, contains no stimulants, and is made right here in the USA. Visit ChemicalFreeBody.com and get Green 85 shipped right to your door. ChemicalFreeBody.com What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Charlie Robinson, host of the Macro Aggressions podcast. Um, hey, dude, I want to I commend you, too, because you started your podcast back in March of 2020, and you already have over 10,000 listeners. Yeah, tuning, tuning over, in. 
over a million downloads already, which is kind of amazing considering I started it thinking that I was talking to myself and nobody was ever going to hear it. So <laughs> That's really awesome, dude. I Thank really, you, man. that's, yeah, that's really cool. That. Well, obviously that, you know, uh, you know, people like hearing the truth, right? And there's a lot of people out there that your message is resonating with. Um, it's probably because you had that Tim James guy on. I mean, he I, probably, probably I, helped boost your ratings quite a bit. I imagine it doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about the not so obvious establishment. So I'll start, do you want to start off or do no, you, you start? You, you, okay. You go. So the, so the not so obvious establishment, what is that? So this is in, and don't get your feathers ruffled up. Um, hold on a second. I'm going to, I'm going to grab something really quick. So pause. <laughs> okay. This will be fun. There we go. Tra Charlie, what does my hat say? I can't see because it just froze on my end. Oh, did it? Okay, so this. Oh, now this, I now now it's up. I, yeah, so that's a Trump hat, okay? Mm -hmm. And it says Trump es un pingo, which means is like Trump's got big, you know, cojones or whatever. Uh, mild translation. I have another Trump hat. This was given to me by a guy at a at a pretty much a freedom rally deal down in, mm -hmm. in Florida that I went to. I have another friend who hated Trump guts but he got a couple trump hats and got one for me it was one of those make america great again hats right because i was like super pro trump because pro trump was like saying everything that resonated with me i found out later like it was actually from one of the guys that was on the um union of the unwanted that there was some like artificial intelligence software that scanned facebook and google for what people were saying or facebook and twitter and then trump got those those um keywords and then all of his scripts were written and with those keywords in there so that he could relate to the average person. Because I grew up over in Eastern Oregon, kind of redneck, you know, lower middle class, mm -hmm. which is most of America. I mean, like 70% of Americans have like $400 in savings right now. So right. we got problems. But so I resonated. I started donating money to Trump every month. I was promoting, you know, I was I, I was like excited because I'm like, God, I like we, we have problems. And what people forget is that 50% of the people that voted for Barack Obama voted for Donald Trump. Why is that? Because we know in our heart and our soul, we can feel in our gut that the, we, our country has problems and oh, it yeah. just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So I had a big wake up call because when I joined uh, the Truth, Freedom and Health movement, the first thing I learned about was called the not so obvious establishment. And what the not what. So let's look at the obvious establishment. So it, it kind of depends on which side, if you're left or right. Right. And our whole movement is to go beyond left and right. Mm -hmm. But let's say you're a right-leaning person. The obvious establishment would be Hillary Clinton, okay? The not-so-obvious establishment might be somebody like um, Bernie Sanders, you know, kind of a grassroots movement, you know, talking to the working people, had a lot of people behind him, actually got some steam. But at the end of the day, what did Bernie do? He took, his whole, to Hillary. He took his whole movement and he handed it back over to the establishment. Yeah. So another example, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he's out there touting you know vaccines are bad doing all this stuff got lawsuits going and and he just uh wrote a book that's new york times bestseller almost and i was like or number one on amazon i'm thinking to myself yeah he's just making money he makes sixteen thousand dollars every time he speaks from my information my data uh context that i heard of and um you know what has he really done for 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 the people that are you know anti-vaccine what about people that want safe vaccines? The reality is, is that all of us want public health. We want to be healthy. That's why people are getting jabbed. And that's why people are not getting jabbed. Both people want good health. That's why they're doing what they do based on the information they have and what they've read, listened to, and learned and talked to people. So this guy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., 
what he does is and we have we have him on tape saying i've been vaccinated my children are vaccinated and i believe in vaccinations i think everybody should be vaccinated and if he's and we have him on tape saying this yet he says he's anti-vaccine now if he was anti-vaccine why is he voting for hillary clinton where does hillary clinton get most of her money who's her number one donor it's pharmaceutical companies so if you're against pharmaceutical companies, why would you vote for somebody that gets most of their donations from a pharmaceutical company, right? It's by nature of association, it's by nature of association, right? If Bill Gates is on Jeffrey Epstein's plane a bunch of times and they're hanging out together, then, and, and Bill Gates donates money to the World Health Organization, by default, the World Health Organization are scumbags right? Because nature of association, right? Who else donates to the World Health Organization? The Chinese Communist Party. Scumbags. We know that. Falun Gong. They're harvesting organs. They're killing yoga instructors, basically, mm -hmm. right? These people are all hanging out. So the not-so-obvious establishment, this was the hardest pill for me to swallow, was that Trump was part of the not-so-obvious establishment. First thing when I heard that, I was just like, well, geez, I don't know. I mean, like, he got us out of the Paris Climate Accords, and he, you know, the jobs went up and all this stuff. What I was told was that, look, Tim, people that are alcoholics, that are wife beaters, will on occasion take their wife out to dinner and buy them a birthday present. But at the end of the day, they're still beating the shit out of their wife. Right. And our fellow Americans and the people around the world, we've been getting our teeth kicked in and we've been abused and we've been raped since the 1970s. Since we got lazy and we started getting entertained and we stopped striking and we allowed this all to happen. Yep. We've, we've, we've gotten lazy. So what, it, so what has happened is this in, I got to tell this backstory. So in the 1970s, the Republicans came out and started branding the working class movement as communism, you know, so from 1900 till 1970, 200 million Americans worked from the big push from the women's labor movement. It's a grassroots movement. From 1970, Republicans say that movement's communism pissed off a lot of Americans, my parents included. My parents became hardcore Democrats because the Democrats came in at concert working with the Republicans and said, look, we want to support the working class people, just like Bernie. We want to help you. We want to help you. Working class. It's good. We want to help you guys. That sounds good compared to what these jackass Republicans were saying at the time, mm -hmm. right? We're going to create labor unions and we're going to help you guys. So they created the labor unions, the Democrats, they put the cap on the true working class movement. Those labor unions signed contracts with big business and we will not strike. And from 1970 until today, only 2 million people or Americans have striked. And since 1970, guess what's happened to our health? The infrastructures went down, our, which, you know, roads, bridges, tunnels, water, air oh, yeah. quality, all that stuff is down and infrastructure is directly tied to our health. So our health's in the toilet. Our safety is way down in communities. Um, our income is down. If you're making $50,000 today, you should be making $120,000 based on GDP growth. Where'd the 70 go? It went up river to the elites. You've been raped pillaged we've been hammered beaten and and one of the biggest problems is is we have this not so obvious establishment so if you're right or left you're going to be looking at the establishment you're going to be i hate clinton i hate trump i hate obama it doesn't matter you're going to you're going to be hating and that's what they want you to do because there's a bunch of other people on the other side and we just fight in between each other the not so obvious establishment is somebody like trump that comes along 
he's like, he starts saying all the right things, doing all the right things. But here's the deal. Here's what I realized. Trump said, he, and he ran on this, and, and you remember this, Charlie, lock her up. Yep. Lock her up. You remember, remember in the debate, he's, and she's like, we should, somebody like, you know, Donald Trump ever had the, you know, access to the nuclear codes or whatever, or the Justice Department. He said, yeah, because you'd be, you know, he said, you'd be in jail. Everybody loved that that didn't like her, right? Mm -hmm. You'd be in jail. And then he said, I'm going to hire a special prosecutor multiple times. I will hire when I, if I am elected, I will hire a special prosecutor and I'm going to investigate Hillary Clinton. That never happened. In fact, we have him on tape afterwards, just after he was elected, giving a talk, bunch of people behind him in front. And this guy, and he, and he just mentioned Bill and Hillary Clinton and some deal. And this guy up front goes, lock her up, lock them up. And the whole crowd was like, yeah, they got all excited. And he's like, well, no, no, that played well before the election, but now not so much. Almost verbatim exactly what he said. I'm like, what do you mean? What played well? You played us to get elected? You hit, you tapped into our heartstrings and, and, and you said you were going to lock her up. Well, people forget that Donald Trump was a Democrat. He, re, he gave them lots of money. He was friends with Hillary and Bill. His daughter, uh, Ivanka, is friends with Chelsea Clinton. They're like besties. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. is dating Kimberly Guilfoyle that used to be married to Gavin Newsom, the governor, the wonderful governor of California. Like, you know that big club that George Carlin talked about? They're all in it, including Trump. That's right. And guess what? You ain't in the club. We ain't in it. Yep. <laughs> you are not in the club. And guess what you're going to get? You're going to get fucked. That's what's going to happen. They're going to bend you over and hammer you. So- yeah. The last point is that after, after that point, I was like, okay. And then when he started pushing this Operation Warp Speed and vaccines, and then I learned that Big Pharma was burning down. Most people aren't aware of this. Single molecule drug manufacturers are burning to the ground. Pfizer is an example. Look it up. It's public data. You look up their annual revenue from 2011 to 2020. It dropped $22.4 billion. They are going out of business, Okay. 20-year patent life, you patent a molecule, take some $5 billion in 13 years on average to get it approved through the whole process, and they got seven years left to make money, and they're running out of patents to become you know, generic, and then there's no profit in it for them. Mm -hmm. So what do they do? Operation Warp Speed was the Obama bank bailout. Trump bailed out Big Pharma with Operation Warp Speed, and he got them into the vaccine industry, which is growing at 17% a year. They don't have, thanks to the Kennedys and the 1986 Vaccine Act, they, you can't sue a vaccine manufacturer like you can sue a, a big pharma deal, right? With single molecule drugs. So there, if, because if we, like somebody in the not so obvious establishment, Robert F. Kennedy, if anybody is in the vaccine movement and they really want to improve things, then we have to repeal the 1961 and 1986 vaccine acts. If we're not getting that done, then nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. You're wasting your time. Lawsuits, these frivolous lawsuits that they file, they never go anywhere. It's a smokescreen. It's WWF wrestling. And then the last thing for Trump that pissed me off was he got all these people who said, come to the Capitol on July 6th. We're going to come down there together. I'm going to walk to the Capitol building with you. I'll be right there with you. And then he got everybody excited. He jumped in his motorcade. He left. His most loyal supporters went down there and it was a setup. And a lot of them are still in jail today. Yeah. Right. But Hillary didn't get locked up. So that was hard for me to be able to come out of the Donald Trump illusion and understand that he is part of what's called the not so obvious establishment as well. So yeah, with that, 
it, take it away, Charlie. Well, it's frustrating when you when you when you come to these conclusions because you want to you want to believe, and you know, and to be fair, like, look, Trump was a bull in the china shop. You know, he he was he was he made all those Washington establishment assholes really nervous. And of course, I love that. <laughs> That's great. But you know, Newt Gingrich even said something too. He said uh, early on, I put this in my first book. He said, uh, you know, Donald Trump's going to have a hard time in Washington because he's not part of the club. He's not in with them. He's not part of the secret societies, is what he said. So, or is he? That's the establishment. Establishment is part of is the secret societies and all that. The not so you know the not so establishment people, they're they're in with all those people but not in the secret societies components as well. And, and don't be dismissive of that people, because I know, I know it's easy to roll your eyes and go get out of here with that stuff. Listen, it matters to them. It's a big deal to them. They are all connected in, you know, through not just through their jobs, but also through the things that happen when they're not doing their jobs. These clubs that they're a part of the council on foreign relations takes a lot of these people, uh, blends them with the media. It gets these people all intertwined. You know, they're all swimming in the same pool here. You know, they're all, they all know each other and, and this right team versus left team, red versus blue, all these stuff. Oh, I hate that guy there. You know, these, these politicians arguing with each other. Yeah. Well, you know what? They're all on the golf course together you know, red team and blue team playing, laughing at us or laughing at us. They're all in Indian Wells. When the Koch brothers put on their thing every year, they're all playing golf at Bighorn. They're doing all that stuff. It is one big club and you ain't in it. Mm -hmm. They're in it. And so it's, it's a, and it's a club that's run by, you know, that's, that's fueled by lobbyists, money, just endless money. Citizens United made it so that you could, corporations could donate as much money as they wanted to these candidates. And, and what do you think is going to happen? You know, you're some politician, you go where the money is, right? The big tech's got the money. You go, hey, I need some money for my campaign. Yeah, well, I don't know. We can give you some money, but what are you going to do for us? Don't worry. Well, I'll take care of you guys. The money comes in. The politician then goes, tells all these people, vote for me because I'm the best candidate. And you go, they go, yeah, 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 we're excited for you. Then they, then they, that guy goes to Washington and they realize, well, yeah, we voted for him, but who's, where's his priority? Where, where does his loyalty really lie with the people that voted for him or the people that gave him the money? Yeah. He wouldn't and, even and, be there. And, and think about this money. too, is like 90% of a politician's time, as soon as they get elected is spent on getting reelected. In finding money. Re-election. Money to get they're only working like 10% of the time and they're, they don't have our best interest. So we have to move away from the two party system. And I don't want to be like all doom and gloom because the reality is, is that this has already happened a couple times. Like first time it happened, 13 colonies said F you to the British. They broke away. 1776. We incorporated. We're an independent nation. We are America. Boom. Done. All right. But the blue bloods that were living here, the wealthy aristocrats that were part of the British elites over there, they never left. And for every decade, they've been plotting to get their power back and get rid of the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. This is a slow game, right? So around the turn of the century, they had worked their way back into corporations and they had these big companies and those big companies were treating us like slaves. You could die. The working conditions were so bad. They had slave labor. They had child labor. They had um, 18 hour, 16 hour workdays. And that's where that women's labor movement rose up. You know, the, there was just um, a, a massive uprising. Now, the cool thing is, is that these women back then, they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have social media. 
they didn't have printers that could print things. They couldn't call Kinko's and have them make them, you know, 500 business cards to educational cards to go hand out. They did it boots on the ground, door to door. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they wrote something on a piece of paper multiple times. Meet us here. I don't know. I think it was just word of mouth. So no technology. And those women built a movement that built our infrastructure in this country. And, and for, from 1900 to 1970, like I said, 200 million people organized boots on the ground grassroots without any of this technology. So for us to be even concerned at the least bit about us, we have the power. We have all the power and people don't, we, we just have to get people to realize it. So Americans and, and the rest of the people listening around the globe, we have the power, but they've, the, the establishment has conditioned you to think that you have no power and that you're isolated and you're by yourself and there's a lot of them. Well, guess what? There's a lot more of us, like Charlie Daniels said, than there ever will be of them. So it's kind of the analogy where you have a little baby elephant. That's us. Okay. That's the working class. And you tether that, you drive a, a stake down in the ground, you tie that little baby elephant to its, to its around its, its leg. And that baby elephant will struggle and pull and pull and pull until one day he finally gives up and says, shit, I can't move that damn, I can't leave. And he gives up. He's been conditioned. And they keep them on it forever. Well, that little baby elephant is going to grow into a big elephant, okay? That's the working class. That's us. We are a big, huge elephant. We can, we're all powerful. And that little, that stake that's driven in the ground will not hold, it's like not going to hold us at all. But because we believe that we can't move, just like the elephant believes it can't move, we're going to, we feel like we're stuck, Right. But I guarantee you, if a little mouse comes up or somebody, you know, a light falls on the ass of that, something happens, somebody blows a bullhorn, scares that animal, or it realizes its strength, it can take off at a moment's notice. It'll rip that stake out, run through the tent, rip through the tent, knock over the fence, knock cars out of the way and down the street. It can go anywhere and do whatever it wants to do. That's a working class movement. When we unite again, we realize our power. Like I'm organizing somebody right now. There's this gal that called me. She's a nurse in Arizona. And she's like, look, they're forcing mandates on the vaccine. I don't want to get it. I'm never going to get it. And I was like, are there other nurses that believe what you believe? And she's like, absolutely. I said, get a hold of them. We'll bring you into the truth, freedom, and health movement. We'll support you. And um, the bottom line is, is that rather than waiting and getting picked off one by one or succumbing to the vaccine, even if you don't want it because you're afraid of losing your mortgage, you have to understand they've already put you in a bad situation, right? So what you do is you just simply organize. And if 10%, maybe 10, 20% of a hospital unites and they walk in with a letter and says, look, here's our demands. If you don't meet them, we're all walking tomorrow. You shut down the hospital. You put, the, you put their asses out of business. That's what you do. Yep. You're the elephant. We are the elephant together. Easy. It's easy. What are they going to do? Like, all right, you're going to do it. We'll put you out of business. Another good thing, the, the trucking unions, there's only like 20, 24% of the truckers that are in the union. It's like 75% of them are independent contractors that own their own vehicle. If we get those independent contractors, even a small percentage saying, we're not going to deliver goods and services, we will shut down this whole country. And then all these people, the elites that own the money, they're like, oh shit, okay, well, what do you want, truckers? Well, I want 100,000 a year. I don't want 50,000 a year. I want to get paid what I'm worth, right? Tired of you guys stiffing me. And then, you know, we'll figure it out with the gas prices. Well, you guys are adjusting that stuff and we have other energy sources. There's so many things to talk about here, right? Yeah. But we could shut things down. And that's exactly what we did. Grassroots movement, 
in the 1900s. So we can do it again. It's really simple. We don't even need social media. I, I went around to one, two, three neighbors last night, handed out some flyers, had some nice conversations. We're all getting together next week and we're going to be talking about this, bringing them into the movement and they're going to talk to their friends and neighbors and it's going to snowball and it's going to happen very quickly. We don't need that many people. We need leaders, right? So anyway, the not so obvious establishment is a very dangerous, slippery slope. You have to be very astute. We have to be professionals over here at this movement. We have to be um, uh, guardians. We have to be very, we just have to be very smart. This isn't just like uniting and get together and holding up some signs and don't do this and, and write your congressman. Well, your congressman's not going to look at your letter. Right. What are they going to do? Their, their, their assistants are going to send a form letter back to you and they're going to file it away. And it's not going to do anything. You're wasting your time. They're, the establishment is broken. So recognizing that voting for left or right is an adolescent way of being political. Can't do it anymore. There's one solution. It's a working class movement. What do you think, Charlie? Well, I think that that's really good advice too, because we're starting to see uh, a lot of people being put in uh, uncomfortable, dangerous positions with, with regard to vaccine mandates for works and, and things like that. And you're starting to hear stories, even through the controlled mainstream media, you're still starting to hear stories about, about groups peeling off and saying, listen, you know, uh, 27 of the guys in, at this one company marched into their boss's office and said, listen, we're not taking the vaccine under any circumstances. You make this, you make this va vaccine mandate in this office, we're walking out today. And they say, oh, well, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll, uh, well, we were, it was just an idea. You know, a lot of these bosses aren't really deep thinkers. You know, they're just doing what they think they're supposed to be doing. And maybe they haven't been challenged on this. But I've heard several instances of people saying, um, you know, not even with large groups, but just individually, you know, we're putting this vaccine mandate in, into things, you know, and then the one employee goes to the boss and says, I'm quitting. If you do this and like, no, 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 I need you. I, I, no, 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 we're not going to quit. No, no, no. I was just kidding. We're not going to do the mandate. We'll, we'll just keep it uh, optional. Is that okay? We, we got to, we got to keep you. Okay. All right. Now there we go. So, so it's not disrespectful for you to stand up for yourself to your employer. In fact, it's your duty to do that. Uh, make your employer, you know, challenge them on this. Talk to the other employees that you're working with. You know, if you know that there's like-minded people out there, you're all kind of having like feeling about this, there's strength in numbers. Talk to those people and say, listen, if I go in there by myself and talk to the boss, it may go okay and it may not. If we all go in there and talk to the boss together as a group, things are going to change. Yeah. So remember your power. They spend a lot of time and effort trying to convince you that you have no power. That's a really good trick. And if they've played it on you, 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 you'll, you'll feel it. You'll feel that you have no power. It's not the case. Stand up for yourself, find like-minded people, uh, come together as a group and make yourself be heard. And now is the time. <laughs> Let's be clear because after mandates happen and after all these things roll out, there's vaccine, more stuff coming. It's more, it's too, it's never too gonna, late never, at, at that point. It's never going to stop end. it in advance. So I just had uh, Dr. Paul Thomas on my show, and this is a pediatrician, has one of the largest pediatric clinics in the United States, over 10,000 kids, right? Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because what we're talking about here today, and the reason why we're talking about all this stuff, because, you know, a lot of our shows about health and gut health, 
a lot of this stuff that we're talking about is creating a tremendous amount of stress for people in their lives. Yeah. That's why suicides are through the roof. Okay. And more people have died of suicide than, uh, than, than COVID actually. So um, we want to try to peel the peel, you know, pull the curtain back and show you guys like, look, we don't have to live in fear and we need to unite. If somebody is getting vaccinated or they're not getting vaccinated, both of you believe in health. And we have to meet there in the middle where that is at and understand that the number one reason why we have poor health is because we have poor infrastructure. So if we can meet the middle and say, hey, you got a jab because you believe in health. I didn't get jabbed because I believe in health. We both want good health for our community, our kids, our family, my mom's and dad's. What's the biggest determining factor? Infrastructure or infrastructure is D minus. Let's come together and make sure that we get our infrastructure back, right? And in the meantime, we can get educated. Now, for those of you that are on the other side that say, well, I'm going to get jabbed, I'll give you an example. Dr. Paul Thomas has 10,000 kids in his practice. Now, they do informed consent, actual informed consent. They inform you, this is the, this is the vaccine schedule. This is what's in the vaccine. They actually go through the ingredients and they explain everything and they explain the actual downsides to that. Well, guess what happens? When they actually do informed consent, Okay. And now he's, he's, he's got his license taken away. He's gotten it back his medical license after being a 30 year family pediatrician. Um, what, what ended up happening was, is that 70% of those parents elected to not get vaccinated. 70, 30% still did. And his office vaccinated the 30%. He's like, so for them to say I'm anti-vax is stupid because like, I just do informed consent. I let the parents choose 30% say I want the vaccine. Some of them say, well, I'll do a little bit less. Some of them want the full CDC guidelines. They just do. That's what we want. That's what we believe. Okay. And they do it. He goes, he goes I know they're going to go down the street and get it from somebody else if I don't help them. But 70% of them, Charlie, elected not to. Well, interestingly enough, this guy decides to do a clinical study on his 10,000 patient base, right? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what they found out? The kids that were unvaccinated, health was not completely in a different stratosphere compared to the ones that were vaccinated. The ones that were vaccinated were very, very sick kids. They have a lot of uh, uh, autoimmune disorders and skin issues and, and throat and ear infection. They're just sick, sick. And, and he has this clinical data and he published it. And, and for publishing the facts and truth, he got his license taken away. So when we have real world examples like this, where we have a 10,000 patient pool, guy does clinical research on it, and it's unequivocally that the 70% that didn't get vaccinated were way healthier than the ones that did get vaccinated, then doesn't that say something? Isn't there some common sense there? Right? We, have clinic, we have clinical data, so it's not just common sense. I mean, we're talking about real world examples here. And then you also look at when COVID first happened, we had the lockdowns. Nobody could do anything. So parents weren't able to go in and get their baby well visits, as they call right. them, which is basically an opportunity to get more vaccinations. And what ended up happening, and I think I talked about this on the Union of the Wanted when I was on there, was that the uh, infant mortality just plummeted as soon as they couldn't go in and see the doctor. As soon as they lifted it and patients were able to go back in and see their pediatricians and get the vaccines, the death rate shot right back up. Is there a coincidence there? I don't know, but it's, it's, you know, it doesn't take too many of these things to figure out that they're just, it's probably not the best thing. Nature is the best thing. Um, I, I, I mean, what's your thoughts on this? Well, the American medical industry is the third leading cause of death in America behind uh, heart disease and cancer. So like, we're not talking about 
perfect doctors that are curing everybody of everything. We're talking about a lot of people that are just doing what they're told. They go through Rockefeller funded medical schools and get taught this one, only one way of seeing the world, which is more vaccines, more medicines, more, more, um, you know, more pills, more, more prescriptions. That's it. That's it. You know, treat everything with a pill. Um, that is catastrophic. And that is, of course, the reason why our numbers are the way they are. We've got, you know, everyone thinks, oh, America's got this great health care system and the babies are so, t you know, every, all the kids grow up, they're so healthy and everything. Not the case, not the case. Our infant mortality rate, like you mentioned, is a disaster. And that is, listen, people talk about, you know, isn't it weird that there was a thing called SID, sudden infant death syndrome? Well, you know, people that dug into sudden infant death syndrome noticed a very interesting thing. The babies that were dying from sudden infant death syndrome had uh, a, a very, very large percentage of them had just been to their pediatrician the day or two before that and had gotten a round of shots. Mm -hmm. What a, but we can't, we can't pin it on that. La, 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 la. We're not allowed to look at that, Tim. We can't ever look at the, the can't, shots can't ever be, it's got to be magical fairy dust coming down and killing these kids. These kids are sudden infant death syndrome, right? So that's kids, infants just suddenly dying really? That, that shouldn't happen a lot. It shouldn't happen to the point where there's a name for it. And don't you think maybe, just maybe, the name was created to distract and deflect from the possibility that it might have had something to do with the vaccines. I think, it's, I think people need to look into that. That's something that was a big deal in the 80s and 90s. And, and do, you, do you remember that lady that accidentally set her, you know, they had the car seat had the baby in the car seat. She set the kid on the stove and the stove lit the whole thing on fire and killed her baby. Does that no. ring a bell? So imagine that the woman basically lights and burns her little infant to a char. Well, there was a lot of outrage against her. She got a lot of hate mail and stuff as a terrible mom and all this stuff, which was like, I think, you know, the death of her child was enough. She didn't need that, but she, whether she's an idiot uh, was an accident, human error. She was on drugs. I don't know what the story was, but the end of the deal was, is the baby's dead. Right. And as outraged as those people got, like you're saying, whether it's sudden infant, sudden infant death syndrome, or there's deaths that could be attributed to vaccinations. Like, why is there such a, why do people just like, Oh no, 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 no. It's, it couldn't be that. Why aren't people getting like pissed? And you know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's get it. I mean, some of them are, some of them are getting mad. It's usually the, the, the parents that have lost the children. They're the ones that are out fighting, right? Yeah. But then yeah, they go I, into the I, vaccine court and then they have to, they get a chunk of cash and they have to shut their mouth. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had people say to me, oh, you're, you know, your take on vaccines is dangerous and incorrect and everything. Like, oh, really? Well, I'll tell you what, why don't I get some of the mothers together that took their kids in for their wellness shot and their kid never spoke from that point on. How about I get it? I'll get a room full of those mothers. And then you, you guys can come in and you can tell them that it's all in their heads, that they're imagining this whole thing, that their kid banging their head against the wall for the rest of their life is just some random coincidence. And that, that, you know, that it's, it, it couldn't possibly be the vaccines, even though every one of the vaccine manufacturers are convicted felons for what they've done. They have been found guilty in court for felonies, including price fixing, uh, bribing doctors, uh, fudging statistics, mm -hmm. fraud, 
money laundering, you name it, corruption. It, it, it is, this is a dangerous industry masquerading as the savior to everybody. And the media, because the media is so in bed with the pharmaceutical industry, they, they keep that narrative uh, they keep the you know the negative out of the uh, out of the the news, and they keep it focused on these are heroes, these are all you know people. And look, I'm not trying to shit on the nurses and doctors, and you know a lot of them are just doing their jobs. But well, maybe the nurses, I should say, I, I am going to shit on the doctors a little bit. It's your job to know what you're putting into these kids. It's your job to know what you're injecting into these kids. And in in a, in a half an hour or an hour during one class back in medical school talking about vaccines is not enough education. I'm a I'm a real estate agent. I'm a real estate broker. I manage a, a brokerage. I have to do what's called continuing education. I have to always do that. After every two years, I have to submit 28 hours of community of, of continuing education. I have it certified in a variety of different classes. I have to do that. Why isn't there continuing education for the vaccine, uh, for the doctors to learn more and more about vaccines? I mean, it would be controlled by big pharma, of course, it would be no good. But, but the idea that, that these guys, that your 75-year-old uh, pediatrician who's been in the business for 45 years is, you know, he doesn't know that much about vaccines, surprisingly. It will surprise you. If you if you pull that guy out and have the conversation about what's in it, aborted fetal cells. and That's the know, question right there. It's just like, don't know. what are the, it's really simple. And again, we don't want to be like, you know, Charlie and I know enough on our end. We've done our research. Like there's no way I'm going to put a vaccine in my body. But if no. you listening, you want to put a vaccine in and you believe it's good for your health, then like I support you because like you have a freedom of choice and I want you to have that. I would like the opportunity to educate you and take you somewhere, but you'd have to have an open mind. But if not, so what? But again, we have to come back and we have to agree that, um, you know, that we all want better public health. Right. So anyway, man, um, you and I could talk for hours. We, we have, talk, we, we can talk for it. We've done it. We've done it when we're not recording too <laughs> on the phone. I, I know. Well, I really appreciate you coming on today. And I, I, I just want the, um, uh, the people listening to, you know, not get disheartened with all this stuff, um, to get excited, to know that there is, there is hope. Um, there's a lot, if you want to get some more good information about Charlie and his podcast, just go to macro aggressions. Um, he's on all the, you know, major podcasts, pot you know spotify and apple and yeah. wherever else um what's your what's your uh, website called if people want to connect with me they can go to my website the octopus of global control.com i've written a couple books one is the octopus of global control the second one is the controlled demolition of the american empire i wrote that with jeff berwick i've got a third book coming out right now called hypocrisy surviving in a world of cultural double standards that'll be out in the next couple of weeks and that deals with a lot of these social issues that we're talking about how so the media says one thing but reality is something else these these intentional lies and how we've been conditioned to believe what we believe and it's it's, it's a yeah. fascinating look i take shots at all the people that that need shots taken at them uh and i put some people in their place so it'll be it'll be it'll, it'll be a fun book for people to read it'll be educational it'll, it'll be fun it'll it'll keep you hanging in there but 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 i want to thank you because the work you're doing is really important if people are unhealthy that the, they can't focus on these other things you got to take care of your health first i believe that chemical free body is 
integral in that. I, that's why I've been uh, very supportive of you. You and I thank you for being a sponsor of, of my show. And I always talk about your products with the utmost confidence because I'm a user of them. So I can say that. I can say with you know first person experience. I use the products. They work for me. They may work for you as well. So so thanks for everything that you're doing and thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you, Charlie. And thank you listeners around the globe for tuning in and listening. Uh, um, it's just, um, for me, it's like, it's awesome. Like uh, the, the emails and stuff that we get from people and, and people sharing the podcast. And it's it's really cool. Like I, you know, people will say like, I, I listen to your podcast and I, I get a lot of people say, once I heard you, I started binge, binge listening or binge watching your podcast. And um, it's like, wow, it's, it really helps people. This is good. I want to do more of this. So when you, by you guys, consuming the content, living comments, you know, subscribing and sharing um, and getting the word out. If, if you believe in what we believe, then thank you so much for getting this information out. We're going to keep trying to find really cool guests and topics to talk about. And, you know, we're not perfect over here, but we're, we're just, you know, I, the whole thing for me, man, is this a big shift. I really like, I love doctors. I love nurses. I love everybody out there. It's just that the, it's the system that's broken. Okay. And that's what we have to learn. And to, to change the system, we can't do it inside the system. We have to go outside of the system. It has to be a grassroots movement again. And to get excited about it, because we've already been here before. Many people have bled and died for what we have. And now we have to get it back because we've lost it, but we already know what to do. It's just we, working people have to unite. It's not going to be a celebrity. It's not going to be a politician or a billionaire that's going to save you. You have to stop being lazy. You have to get educated. You have to raise your consciousness and you have to go out and you have to meet people where they're at. And that is in a place where we can all agree on things. We can't, we have to get away from this left versus right crap, you know, black versus white, all that stuff. If you, if you're, if you're, if you hate somebody that was your friend or family member because they like Trump and you don't or vice versa, they have you right where they want you. If you are fighting with your neighbors or friends or you get in arguments with people because you don't believe in vaccines and they do, you are caught in a narrative. That's exactly where they want you. What they don't want us to do is have intelligent, open conversations and listen and have open debate and open discussion. Because if that happens, oh my God, we're going to wake up this sleeping giant, this elephant. And when we come together, it's over for them very quickly. So I implore, I, 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 um, implore all of you to go to truthfreedomhealth.com. That's truthfreedomhealth.com. And step one is to join the movement. You can join for free and then come to the next Monday night training. Dr. Shiva Ayaduri takes two years worth of system science from MIT, system science. We've talked about this earlier and he's condensed it down to a three-hour class. So if you've ever wanted to go to MIT or get a high-level Yale, Harvard education, He's giving this for free every, every Monday night from 4 p.m. Pacific to 7 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern. This is a 32, I think it was $3,200 course people used to pay to go get this course for him at MIT, and it took two years. He has perfected it over all, over all these years, and, he, and he's giving it to us in three hours. And at the end of that three hours, you're going to understand very clearly what a movement is what truth freedom health is that it's not just a slogan but this is actually grounded in like systems principle universal principles based on uh system science 
It's very profound knowledge. You're going to understand what the uh, not the obvious establishment and more importantly, the not so obvious establishment, what they are doing to beat us and what we need to do to beat them. And, and you're going to walk out of there going, oh, my God, it, it needs to be a movement. And you're going to understand that we we are that we are this this all powerful force. We just have to get out of our own way and get out of the fear and understand that that it's if anything's going to change, it's going to be us. We can't sit back and do it anymore. We have to participate. So I um, I just hope that everybody will go to truthfreedomhealth.com, join the movement, come to the class, and then after that, you can go. To, if you want to go into the warrior level, you can do that, and, it's, and then you can come into the Thursday night huddles, and then Dr. Shiva will train you, and then we just we have a huddle, see what, what's going on, success results. Okay, we're going to go do this, then we break, and then we go out and we take action. That's what it's all about. So we want to get you educated. We want to raise your consciousness and we want you to connect with your neighbors and your friends and your families in a loving way and, and not in a um, confrontational manner because that's not going to work. We can't do it anymore. We have to, we have to really raise our consciousness and, and, and bring love into, into the equation here. So anyway, listeners, your health heroes, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, change yourself, change your world, and I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 